turn with this morning to fourth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. People that cheat us send greetings. We had a good day there last Sunday. <clears throat> I was talking about losing Rebecca there all morning up there, but I told them uh, that's the way it is. They grow up and leave and they get out. The Lord intended it that way. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one of the worst things, though, it was their piano player that they worked so hard so long to get. <laughs> and by the time she gets really good at it, well, she's gone. So... <laughs> well, someone told me that Anna, Anna had this money to play. She said, uh, no. Not bad for Anna. Yeah, not very well. Well, she's just started. Huh? <laughs> Hopefully she'll Maybe. Be diligent until then. Hmm. If you're not like me, I barely play a radio, let alone the big Anna. <laughs> Fourth chapter, book of Jeremiah, said, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me. And if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. And thou shalt swear, Lord liveth in truth. Well, I guess one reason I come here today is so much religious fervor going on today that doesn't have any power in it. Uh, matter of fact, it's robbing the Lord of His glory. Uh, we got going to have a big march up in Washington at the uh, Washington Monument, I believe. I don't know just when. I, I wasn't planning on going, so I didn't pay much attention to when. And, but then I read also uh, where a lot of the bigger churches are really getting involved in it, and they're going to gather the people up. They're going to pray for our land. And I'm not sure they know what they're praying for. Uh Yeah, I think their worst thing is that they don't need to pray for this land. They need to pray for God's will to be done. Uh, certainly, the fervent prayer of a righteous man doeth much, and but then when they go trying to build up in numbers, and sway the mind of the Lord, they're going down the wrong path. And, and there isn't anything from the heart in it. It's more show than it is from the heart. Man, really, if, he, if he's sincere about this thing, I believe he will come quicker to enter into his closet and say a prayer for this country than he will to assemble with a whole gang of people out and uh, cause some kind of ruckus. 
that's probably where it'll all wind up. It'll be wind up in a big fight. But they say the Lord liveth in truth and in judgment and in righteousness and, and the nations shall bless themselves in him and in him shall they glory. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Circumcise yourself to the Lord. And take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire. Our Lord is a consuming fire. And burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Declare ye in Judah, and publish in Jerusalem, and say, Blow ye the trumpet in the land. Cry, gather together, and say, Assemble yourselves, and let us go into the defense cities. Set up the standard toward Zion. Retire, stay not. But I will bring evil up on, uh, from the north, and great destruction. I've read this before, and I think I had the wrong opinion reading it. When I read back over it, I think what he's saying down verse 5, get yourself girded up and get ready, you better get hid. Better get out of the land and do it quickly, because things are coming up on this land. Separate yourself from this thing that's going on. And I believe that's a message to us today, separate ourselves from those things like that. Our assembly here is much more important, I think, than the big assembly they're going to have up at the monument. Uh, at, least I, at least I believe it will be from the heart. I don't have any way of knowing, but I would, I would almost bet that the majority of the people that are going to show up to that thing up there is strictly out of show. Lord is not pleased with the pride of man. And he's not pre pleased with outward show. You just can't demonstrate to the Lord and change his mind. He don't think like we think. He's far thinks high above us. Always. But the thing about it is, is man ought to be circumcised in the heart and not in the flesh. He talks about breaking up foul of ground. And so not among the thorns. Got to get rid of some of this stuff. If you sow in bad ground, it won't take hold. It won't come up. It may come up. Yeah, we got scripture to bear that out. It may come up, but it'll just die right away. And that's what most of this stuff that's going on, this John 3.16 stuff, 
they just won't take that one verse. If they read the whole thing, they'd understand that that's not it. It's in the circumcision of the heart. In the Romans, in the book of Romans, the second chapter. <clears throat> read this whole thing probably be good but we won't but start in verse 15 I suppose which show the work of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness in their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel well we do have a show that that man uh, is bound to try to work things out himself. He, he shows some of the law of God in him because he wants to make his own laws and he'll continue making laws and making laws and making laws. He'll... he'll uh, work up documents, and he'll keep them, and he'll do everything, including circumcision, to keep from doing the will of God. Just keep on working, working, working. We'll get them in, get them to make a profession, and we will have them to... Get busy, we'll make, first thing we'll do is make a teacher out of him. When he ought to have someone teaching him. He said, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Behold, thou art called a Jew and rest is in the law. And that isn't any different than what men are doing today. They're resting in what they think. Say, well, what do you think? Well, I believe. Well, it's all right to believe something, but you must base it upon some principle. It must be a solid principle behind it. And rest is in the law, and makest thy boast of God. And knowest his will, and approvest things that are more excellent, being instructed out of law. So, we've, we've got the law, it's our instruction. All the laws that have ever been made have come out of the law. It, it touches it some kind of way. Or else man wouldn't even know how to start to make a law. But he must pick and choose a few pieces of that. It's just like the Muslim people. They're so strict on their people. To, to they cut off a hand if necessary to keep them, in, keep them straight. 
But it's all, it is based upon some principles out of the law of God. There's going to be retribution for what you're doing wrong. But then they set up this law, so it's inherent in man to look for a law that will control it. Or else it's total anarchy. And that's what we're seeing in our land today. It's total anarchy. And a lot and lot and lot of it is being done in the name of the Lord. And the Lord don't have nothing in the world to do with it except bring it on. Get get yourself together and get ready to get out. And are are confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, the light of them that are in darkness. And the instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Well, we go back and look at the law. We'll take a little it, use it against you. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself, that thou preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou not commit adultery? And thou that adorest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Yeah, now every day they're stealing from the Lord. They're taking what is the Lord's and using it in the wrong manner. Yeah. Commit sacrilege. Every day. Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you as it is written. For circumcision barely profiteth if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. A lot of twisting around here, isn't it? But that's what it is. It isn't any better. It doesn't improve the thing. If you don't get rid of the, the thorns and the thistles in the flesh, remove the corruption. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee. Yeah, it's going to. And it does. Who by the letter and circumcision thus transgress the law. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outwardly in the flesh, but he is a Jew, 
which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. So it's much more than some outward appearance. Get, Get in your closet and pray. And then do it in secret and the Lord will reward you openly. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, we could have went over verse uh, chapter 7 of Jeremiah and Luke there, but said the temple of the Lord, temple of the Lord. That's what they're doing. 30th chapter, verse 5. He said, And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. We're going to be land of living. In Scripture said, Inhabited. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. Well, this is what it's going to take. Not in an outward thing that we might do. And it's all the work of the Lord. So this is what man ought to pray. Lord, circumcise our heart. Take it away and make it fallow ground. That the seed might come up there and grow. And multiply. And bring about the completion of the church of God. And the heart of thy seed... Let's read that again makes sense. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live, inhabit the land, land of the living. And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord, and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. And the Lord our God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand. Well, that's good, isn't it? You go ahead and work. Work is good. It's really good. Because the Lord commands. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So we got to work. We work that we might rest, and we rest that we might work. In every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land, for good. Hmm. Added that little bit in there, didn't you? For good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good. 
as he rejoiced over thy fathers. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in the book of the law. Hmm. We've got to get rid of that nowadays. But we better keep it. And if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, for good. In the book of the Psalms, the 50th chapter. I guess verse 16. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes? Or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing thou hatest instruction and castest my words behind thee. When thou sawest a thief, then thou uh, consentest with him and hast been partaker with idolaters. Thou givest thy mouth to evil and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother and slanderest thy own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silent. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such a one as thyself, but I will reprove thee and set thee in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, that ye forgot, uh, that ye forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that offereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. So God is true to his word. He recompenses evil for evil and good for good. May we look unto him for our instruction. <clears throat> A lot of people talk about God being a humorous God. I'm not so sure that he is that humorous. The only time he talks about laughing, it's in derision and judgment. But he is a God that uses a lot of facetiousness and sarcasm. And that's what he's doing in that fourth chapter of Jeremiah. He's taunting them, if you will, because, in a sense, he is laughing at them in derision because they are not doing what he is commanding them to do. 
And again, people accuse us of not ever giving an invitation. But God is giving them an invitation right there. And all through the scripture, it's that same way. And especially to the people of Israel, how many times does he say exactly the same thing in a different way? But it's still the same thing. I'm thinking as JT is talking, uh, people today talk about the love of God, God's love and loving God. But I wonder sometimes if they ever thought that if all of this supposed love was real, if it was true, they wouldn't need all those laws. But the law is for the lawless. But the righteous need not a law in that sense. Not a law to keep them in line. It is the love of Christ that constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. That they who live might not live unto themselves, but unto the Lord that bought them. But there is, that's what really concerns me. Uh, again, I hate to use the word worry. I'm not really worried about it, but it is a concern. Uh, all of this that's going on in the political world today, and again, it does affect us. It is going to affect us. You can you can you can write that down for sure, but. Uh, and, and, you know, there's nobody hopes that God will prolong our tranquility. Like he wrote again in that same book of Deuteronomy to the people of Israel. Keep the law. It's not a vain thing for you. For by doing so, you'll prolong your tranquility in the land. But um, I hope pray, yes, that God will prolong the tranquility of our land. Uh, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, it's like in Hezekiah's day. Hezekiah made the bad mistake, and he sinned really against God when he showed all of his treasures and everything to those men of Chaldea. Yeah, JT, God does hate human pride, the pride of life, right? And as a consequence, God pronounced the judgment upon Judah. But he said, Hezekiah, not in your day. Same thing to Josiah later on going to be the judgment's going to fall, but not in your day. And that's, that's, that's good for us, but how good is it going to be for our children and grandchildren? 
not so good, huh? But um, that's what concerns me about all this that's going on. I do hope and pray that God will prolong our tranquility in this land. But folks, the judgment of God is inevitable. Better prepare for it.